hey, hey, hey. What's going on there, podcast community? Matthew Johnson back at it again with another episode of Dementia in Black and White. And in this week's episode, we are going to talk about male caregivers. I think that's a topic that pertains to me. Let's get into it. All right, all righty then. Let's talk about this this week. And I want to give a shout out to a support group facilitator that emailed me uh, a link to this article. And just for the sake of anonymity, let's just call him Jim. Jim sent this out to the group and I went out and read the article. The article is titled, why male caregivers shouldn't hang tough. Why they shouldn't, should not hang tough. And this was from AARP magazine. And you can find that online, of course. And the author of the article, Barry Jacobs. Now, this article was September, September 4th, 2018. So to get very specific in case you want to go look at it yourself. September 4th, 2018. And that is, of course, for context prior to the global pandemic, right? So imagine as you listen, I'm going to do some excerpts from the article and then, of course, give my own little two cents. But as you're listening to uh, Mr. Jacobs talk about male caregivers and talk about the stressors and, you know, some of the emotional impact that comes with being a caregiver and what that does to a male and, you know, how men, of course, you know where this is going, tend to want to, you know, brush emotional things under the rug and all of that. Imagine that this is 2018 and we've just come through and still are probably on the tail ends of a global pandemic. Add that to this as you listen to how he describes the stressors that male caregivers go through. And please recognize, because of course, most of the caregivers that are out there are women. Maybe most of the people listening to this podcast are women. And so the things that I'm talking about here, of course, especially as I get into strategies and all of that at the end, applies to anybody who's doing this. But this article specifically relates to men because there are some things that I think are related to gender in terms of the kind of, I don't know, outlook um, and reaction to certain stimulus in our environments that men may react one way. And this is, of course, generally speaking, before I start getting emails or her comments about how this is gender discrimination or I'm stereotyping men, not all men do this or that. You're absolutely correct. There are men who have no problems emoting and sharing their feelings when they are going through tough times. But generally speaking, 
I believe what the author posits in this article does apply generally to most men. Now, of course, not everybody. So I just want to give that caveat up front before I get into it so that you don't think I'm saying all men are a certain way and thusly all women then behave a certain way because there are probably some women who behave exactly this way in terms of suppressing any negative feelings around their caregiving roles and ignoring signs that they are under stress as well. That probably happens both men, women. Right. But I just think uh, the reason this resonated with me, of course, I'm a man and uh, am in a male support group. One of the support groups I am in is a male support group. And so there is something there. I think that's a little different, a little extra in terms of. You know, uh, us as men wanting to be problem solvers, us as men wanting to be the person that fixes the thing. And in this case, if you're talking about caregiving for someone with dementia, of course, it's bigger than anybody, man or woman. So we're not going to fix it. And we might want to make sure that we're heeding any signs, verbal, nonverbal, emotional or physical that are alerting us to a need for us to address self-care and the like, which is something you know I am always talking about. So this is apropos for this podcast. All right, so enough of that caveat. Again, the article's title is Why Male Caregivers Shouldn't Hang Tough. And so uh, Mr. Jacobs in uh, the beginning here says, according, this was again 2018, so He's reporting the statistic from 2017. According to a March 2017 report from the AARP Public Policy Institute, the percentage of caregivers who are men has risen from 34 percent to 40 percent in less than a decade. And male caregivers are stepping up to take on many of the medical and personal care tasks, including feeding, dressing and toileting long handled by female caregivers. Now, I have to admit, this was a surprise to me because I thought the percentage of uh, female caregivers was still about 70 percent to actually I think I saw 23 percent are men recently. So this is saying that it's 40 percent, which, you know, it's not too shocking to me. Of course, you know, we got to find out where the statistics come from. Do they are they talking about just family caregivers or are they also including professional caregivers as well? CNAs and all of that. Just my own experience, generally speaking, the CNAs that have come by the house have all been women. In my case, I haven't had a male, but uh, I've heard of one agency saying they did have a male caregiver because they asked if I had a preference. And my preference, of course, was to have a woman since my mom is the person I'm caring for. But yeah, so this that that number does surprise me a, a little bit, and I don't know exactly where the number is coming from. But continuing on with the article, men are managing home health aides and taking time off work to drive their loved ones to medical appointments. Over 60 percent of them are feeling moderately to very stressed by being a caregiver, just like their female counterparts. So 
again, this is across the board, 60 percent. So that's more than half of us. And I certainly identify with that. I am in that 60 percent that feel moderately to a very stressed. That is certainly uh, I've been there for sure. But are male caregivers also changing emotionally? That's a more mixed picture. In my clinical practice, this is the author Barry Jacobs, I see men who readily complain about their caregiving duties and feeling overwhelmed. Others, though, still think they're supposed to squelch all feelings to uphold a standard of being cool, calm, and collected. They come across as buttoned up and remote. I know they are trying to be tough guys to protect themselves from too much sadness, anxiety, and anger. But I worry that keeping themselves under their tight reins robs them of the flexibility necessary for adapting to caregivers, myriad and sudden challenges. So this is the whole suffering in silence, really, in terms of going through something. And I know I've done this. And again, I would imagine this, too, is across genders. But uh, I would just think it, it appears to me in my experience in terms of interacting with women, communicating with men and women, that women will readily talk about issues, stressors, emotional roller coasters that they might be on more than man. If you ask a man, how's he, how's it going? How you doing? I'm fine, man. Everything's good. What? What's up? What's happening, Captain? I'm handling this on my end. What? Right. And yeah, that, that I believe just comes with the territory. However, of course, if you're in that position, no one thinks you need any help. Every time someone asks you, how's it going? How you doing with that challenging thing you're going through? And your answer is consistently fine. I'm handling it, taking care of business. Yeah, then the help is not going to come because people don't think you need help. And so the next section of the article is titled No Protection in Silence. And it reads, some male caregivers attempt to avoid upsetting their care receivers by keeping mum about the problems at hand and how they feel about them. They justify their silence by saying, what good would it do talking about it? But family members who don't share their emotions about something as serious as dementia often find they consequently communicate less about other important parts of their lives, including their hopes and dreams, thereby choking off important wellsprings for their relationships. So, yes, and you can imagine, I would think this would be challenging, particularly for husbands taking care of their wives in terms of dementia, because that's a whole nother level. This is not that mother son relationship that I have, but on a husband wife relationship, there's also the relationship that needs nourishment. There's that both ways that needs, you know, nourishment both ways. And you are certainly going to be missing that. If there is something like a condition of dementia that one of the care partners is going through. And so particularly sharing whatever your feelings are with the individual you're caring for when in the past 20 or 30 years, if you've been married that long, 
that's who you would go to normally to talk about your fears, to talk about what's stressing you out, to talk about your hopes and dreams. And now that person may not have the capacity to be able to have that conversation with you. That becomes a challenge. So though this convert or this part of the document or article is talking about no protection and silence and that you should speak up about that, I would say a support group, another family member, a close friend, having that conversation with someone outside of the person you are caring for. Of course, this depends on where they are. If you're early on, early onset of dementia, then please absolutely keep continuing to communicate with your loved one and include that person in what you're feeling in terms of even your feelings about their condition. If this is an early diagnosis, share that and be open about that. But if you're getting to the point where the person is at stage four or five or six and they're a little advanced and they may not be able to really contextualize what your feelings are, particularly about them in that moment, then you might need to get somebody from outside of you all's duo, you all's duet, you all's relationship in order to help you with that. But please don't suffer in silence. Then it says sadness is not a slippery slope. Too many male caregivers still believe that admitting being sad at all will put them on a path to utter despair, even depression. But in my opinion, expressing a little sadness is neither a sign of weakness nor imminent collapse. It is a way of decreasing internal pressure and gaining greater emotional self-control as well as reaching out for others, understanding and solace. Yes, that is so important. I certainly, if you've listened to prior podcasts here in this space, you've heard me talk about feelings of depression and seeking out some counseling, some therapy for that. And I'd have to agree here, though, at the time I was on the slope of sadness, I thought it was a slippery one, but it is not. It certainly does not have to be. But it is important that you recognize what you are feeling and acknowledge that as a man, it's certainly easier to just nah, I'm good, man. Everything's good over here. That's a default position. We want to solve the problem, not create or be a problem. But this certainly is a point where it's okay to admit that we need help. And certainly you you can tell if you're feeling a little sad, if you're feeling, you know, less of yourself. And so it's good to look at you, your, and who you are, your countenance, and the way you normally come across in terms of your personality to pay attention to any changes that might be taking place. All right. And then to end the article here, it says respect feelings as signals. Why do human beings have emotions at all? Because they increase our awareness of changes to which we must respond rather than Avoid those signals within us. Men should heed them. Right. So pay attention to the signals and the signals, of course, could be emotional, but the signals could be physical as well. Have you had a sudden weight gain or weight loss? 
Do you find yourself having headaches more? Are you finding yourself not being able to sleep as much? Are there these types of physical changes that are taking place? In addition to the emotional signals that the author talks about, there could also be physical signals that are taking place. So I encourage you, and this is to the men out there, it's okay to identify those signals, embrace those signals, and seek help for those signals. If you are not in a support group, please consider joining one. But even if you don't want to do that because it's too formal or you don't want to be in a place where you're talking about your problems, just talk to another one of your friends. Talk to one of your homeboys. Hey, man, look, I just... Just trying to holler at you. I don't know if you noticed you know anything about me, what's been going on, man. But I, I'm trying to handle, you know, moms and dealing with her situation. And, man, it's just been rough. And you'd be surprised how probably even in just sharing that, that a load will start to feel like it's coming off of your shoulders. But the person whom you're reaching out to will likely then be a, an encouragement for you to seek help, maybe an accountability partner to get you the help that you need. That is all so very important. And it just so happens as I was looking at this article and then, I, you know, of course, I always kind of keeping an eye out for what's going on with men doing dementia work and all of that. And I happened to come across this study that this was from November of 21. So I don't know if the study is still going on, but I reached out to this um, group today, George Washington University in Washington, D.C. And it looks like they're doing a black male caregiver burden study. And I saw the gentleman, Dr. Turner, being interviewed on the local news station here in Washington, D.C., talking about the study. But what I don't know is if the study is still ongoing. But when I hear back from them, I will come back to this space and I will put some information out about that in case there are people who are in the DMV, District of Columbia, Maryland, Virginia area. And if they want to participate in that study to see the impact of caregiving on black men, be curious about that myself, actually, to see what is going on there. I think I might be outside of the area of consideration for it. But when I hear back from them, if they are still looking for people, I will come back here and share the information. There is some compensation for your participation. It looks like it includes memory and thinking tests, saliva samples. I'm going to talk to you about stress and sleep and health just to see if they can figure out what type of impact and how the caregiving is affecting your life relative to a control group that they'll have as part of the study as well. So at that time, they were looking for 80 people and had 20. Not sure where they are now, but I'll get back to you. That's it, folks. That music's going. I mean, it's time to end this week's podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Matthew Johnson, the podcast is Dementia in Black and White. Until next time, take care of your loved one. Absolutely. 
But don't forget to take care of yourself as well. Until next week, I'm out.